We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Randy Cross will be in this chair, inching even closer towards the initial reveal of the uh, college football playoff rankings for the first time this season. Uh, We both kind of agree, I guess, on Oklahoma and Notre Dame rounding out the top four with Alabama and Georgia. I keep, I go, I told you, I keep keep vacillating. Right. I go back and forth. That's what that fancy word means, folks. Uh, Uh, I I keep, uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth between Wisconsin. Now, I believe in Wisconsin's defense. They're damn good. Yeah. Now, their offense, uh, running the ball, and Jonathan Taylor, the freshman sensation, uh, he went down with an ankle injury. Let's see how severe that is. But I, I, I just can't hitch my wagon to Honeybrook, the, the quarterback. Yeah, and my uh, problem with them, too, is I just I see it ending against Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. So it's almost, to me, like a waste to talk about them right now, even though they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I got to see them win, stay undefeated, then win that game, and then right. I'll, I'll have to put them in. But right now, I just... Because I see that coming, I almost yeah. don't even count them. Jim Leonard has done an excellent job. Yeah. First year defensive coordinator, first time he's ever been a defensive coordinator, uh, and the former New York Jet, uh, longtime defensive back in the NFL, uh, has done an excellent job with that defense. Uh, remember, they one of their best players, C.C. the linebacker, went down before the season started. Uh, but they're badass on that side of the ball. Uh, they're they're tremendous, and they have been for the last five or six years, no matter who's been the coordinator. Remember, Randa was there. Then you had Justin Wilcox. Randa's now at LSU. Wilcox head coach at Cal, and now Jim Leonard. Uh, so this has been a dynamite defense for, for a while now, and, and they're still holding serve on that side of the ball. But offensively, if they're not running the rock, uh, I don't think they can win any ball games passing it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The time is yours, uh, as Andy Reid likes to say. Give us a call. Ask Brian Jones anything, particularly about college football. But, I mean, really, really anything at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. First on the phone lines is Andrew from New York. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, Long time. Listener, first-time caller. So uh, let's go back to Jim McElwain, where we ended yeah. in hour number one. Which Harbaugh brother do you want to give the Florida job to <laughs> this morning? Did you have time to beat Jones on the phones no, yesterday? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, I, I was busy, as we've already discussed, launching a new show, at least in the New York area. Uh, there are so many names that have surfaced. Scott Froster at UCF, they're still undefeated. USF is not undefeated anymore, losing to Houston. Uh, and and not scoring thirty points, they scored thirty points, and uh, you know going back to last season. And so Charlie Strong was a defensive coordinator there, and won multiple national titles there as a defensive coordinator uh, for uh, Urban Meyer. And you know his name has surfaced. Uh, Willie Taggart, who did a hell of a job yeah. at USF, who's now at Oregon, uh, his name has surfaced as well. Uh, and and Dan Mullins, as I mentioned when we were going to break the last hour, uh, now at Mississippi State, and it seemed like they've righted the ship after losing. Uh, games on the road at Georgia, at uh, at Auburn, getting thumped, not even close, and and now have won back to back games and 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 go on the road and, and knock off 
uh, Texas A&M in grand fashion. Uh, so, you know, with the offensive challenges they've had there, you would think they would go back to an offensive-minded coach. That's why Jim McElwain got the gig. Right. Uh, because of what he was able to accomplish at Alabama as an offensive coordinator and, and then as a head coach at Colorado State. But that offense is still uh, not fixed. Uh, and, and so I, I would think Mullins would be the, 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 the leader right now. Or, 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 you know, Scott Frost is an offensive-minded guy. Nebraska is going to be in the running for him since he's one of their own. And, and Willie Taggart's an offensive guy as well. So I, I would think it would be an offensive guy who would be the favorite to get that, uh, that gig. I think it's since 2009. That's the last time the Gators averaged 400 yards yeah. of offense, yeah. which, not to oversimplify things, is kind of not hard to do in college football. Yeah. I mean, you can rack I mean, up that, yards that, and points pretty easily. Right. And, and 400 is what you're probably middle of the pack. You're right. probably ranking 40th, 50th in, in the country if you're just doing that, and they can't can't seem to do that uh, here uh, of, of late. So it's just amazing. Uh, they have the defense, but they, they don't have the offense, and, and that's what Will Muschamp struggled with. And, and of course, he's now at South Carolina, and, and it's just a – uh, I'm be- bewildered that the, the offensively they can't get right. You know, it's amazing to me reading all of the different takes uh, last night after this became official in particular that so many people who follow the Gators and know the program, blame is not the right word, but blame this still on Steve Spurrier. I mean, we're, what, five coaches removed Why? from Spurrier? Well, no, no, again, not in a negative way. Just that the, the, the specter of Spurrier mm-hmm. and everything that was about him Fun and, and the program yeah. and the production, that they're always still chasing this. And Urban Meyer gave it to him, and then Muschamp has it, and McElwain has it. Because from a football perspective, from all the negatives, I mean, they still won 22 games over the last two years. Right. 19 in conference, two division titles. Yes, right. a weaker division than the West. But they, you know, in certain areas, they got the job done. But now they couldn't wait to get rid of him. The door's open well, by the death threat lie, and yeah. out he goes. Maybe they don't pay him his full buyout left. But so many folks connecting the dots back to everyone just wants to, you know, to to and why not reinvigorate, you know, all the good feelings of Spurrier, and they can't find the guy that can recruit and then develop and produce in that well, way. Well, yes, they won the the East Division back to back years. And they got thumped, though, in the conference championship game. It was never close. Right. So that, that's an issue as well. It's one thing to win the East, and the East has been down. It's been anyone. Someone had to win it, I guess, right? right? Yeah, someone had to, 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 to win it. And, and yet you don't show well when you get to the conference championship game. So that's been the problem. And now you have all this drama on the periphery that McElwain brought upon himself. And uh, you have what you had this weekend, which is him being out. Do you want to throw in Bob Stoops? Well, I think he would be. I think Bob Stoops would be. Uh, his name should be mentioned, and they're going to be suitors for him. And he has said unequivocally that I am done with coaching. I am done, done, done. But yeah, why not make the call and just to hear him say it to your to your face, you know, or to your ear, <laughs> uh, say yeah, I, I'm done. I, I, I'm finished with coaching. And uh, but why wouldn't you make that call? He was there for some championship runs as well. And and then took his his ball Oklahoma and 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 he's legendary there, all time winning as coach now uh, there for the Sooners. So uh, yeah, I would make that call to see if he's serious about being uh, on the sidelines what about uh, Chip? Or, or off the sidelines. And Chip, Chip um, Kelly, yeah, yeah, I think people are going to reach out to him as well. Uh, yeah, that his offensive mind. Uh, he's now doing studio work, and and so 
yeah, he, he would be on that list. They they need to find someone to resurrect their offense. So anyone who has had success uh, <laughs> offensively, uh, get ready. It would be calling you. Yeah, I, I like Scott Frost. I think you go you go young, you go dynamic. Uh, you know, he's taken that Mackenzie Milton. I remember this morning was a two star recruit. Yeah. Now he's among the leaders in efficiency in the nation, passing the football. Uh, and that's the kind of development that apparently has been lacking and, in Florida and, and, under And McElwain. he was uh, there at Oregon with with Kelly and then Helfrich. So uh, right. he knows the that that that, that Kelly uh, those principles. So yeah, go get a guy that knows those principles who who took UCF from a, a team in 2015 that didn't win a damn game, and and they went six and seven the following year, go to a bowl game, and now they're sitting there undefeated. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Your chance to ask Brian Jones a college football question. Um, Saturday afternoon as well, you might have been paying attention to your SEC game because you're a good company man. Uh, (laughs) I was paying attention to all of them. We have such a luxury (laughs) to have all those screens in front of us, 16 screens Mm. in front of you. And Uh, food. And food. Zucker's hair. And, 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 And... Zucker's hair notwithstanding, it New was Heisel a playing d- the guitar in the corner. damn good after. I mean, it was amazing, all those three dirty games. Uh, just to keep keep up with all the action that was going on, our game was, of course, a blowout. So we were, we were looking elsewhere, and, and, and I'm sitting there screaming and yelling because of my picks and watching <laughs> those just freaking die. Uh, it was just a, 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 a wonderful afternoon of college football. So as Barkley takes the opening kickoff back yeah. 97 yards, and it's 14 nothing in less than four minutes, are you giving Ohio State any chance? Yes. I yeah. never felt comfortable. I picked Penn State to win, and I thought it would be a close ball game. I wasn't as confident in Penn State winning this ball game as I was uh, with them beating Michigan because Michigan, uh, speaking of being offensively challenged, uh, they're 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 up there uh, in but the top the quarterback five. Change worked a little. Yes, bit Yes, it Saturday. did. Yeah, they brought in Mister uh, Mister Indiana football. I don't remember his first name. His last name is Peters. Yeah, I think it was Brandon. Isn't it Brandon? Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he he's pretty skilled at handing the ball off. Uh, no, uh, well, he, they were they, playing Rutgers. Too. Yeah, uh, they looked better uh, offensively when he came into the ball game. Uh, but I wasn't comfortable. I didn't. I didn't think Penn State would hold that lead, and of course they did, and they were up 18, then 15 during the fourth quarter. You have a block punt. That was pretty much the death knell uh, there when they had that block punt. But offensively, they lost their left tackle, uh, number 52, and they couldn't block ice, as I said earlier. I mean, it was just amazing. That yeah. defensive line for Greg Schiano ate that Penn State offensive line up. And if McSorley didn't have any wheels, uh, he would have been eaten up as well. But they couldn't do anything offensively because – they couldn't block, and 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 Barkley, yeah, he had the, the the long touchdown run. He had the kickoff return as well. But other than that, nothing. Forty two, forty four yards. You subtract rushing. the thirty six yard touchdown. He had eight carries on eight yards on twenty carries. Right. Yeah. They they ate him up, and and then defensively, uh, they lost their best pass rush of the first series of the ball game, and and they couldn't do anything on that side of the ball. Receivers running wide open or pass interference penalties. It was just a calamity of errors for that defense and, and for that offensive line. After Ohio State was wetting themselves to start the game, yeah. too, to open yeah, they, up the door to fall behind. They had a ton of penalties. Uh, you know, false start. How do you get out so many false starts and you're at home? Uh, but uh, they they amassed a few. And then JT Barrett took over, and he was exceptional. I mean, goodness. He, he now the career leader, 90. Uh, he, he needed one touchdown to break the tie with Drew Brees for career touchdown passes in the Big Ten, and he did that and more. What well, he ended up with four, I believe, uh, in the ball game. But uh, yeah, offensively they took over there in the second half. But their defense is what kept 
them in that ball game. They were outstanding. Barry completed his last 16 passes. Mm-hmm. He was 13 of 13 for 170 and three scores they couldn't get in to the him. fourth quarter. They could not get they And they no didn't cover anybody rush. either. Dudes were just open. Right. He had time yeah. to throw. No pass rush and no coverage down the field whatsoever. You could tell they were just hanging on uh, in that ball game. They were hanging on because they didn't have their, their best uh, offensive line, and he went out of the ball game. And then defensively, they did nothing. Nothing in that second half, and and you were right. I mean that that this game completely stole my attention. I was prepared yeah. to have the second screen to go back and forth between your game and NBC, and then your game got a lot of hand. So now it was just on just on Notre Dame and NC State, but I couldn't not watch this Penn State Ohio State game. And every yeah. time you thought, okay, that's the Penn State score. At the end of the game, they would just keep and then relentless JT Barrett. I don't know about Heisman votes and. They said the broadcast this guarantees him a spot in New York. I, who knows? Um, but that was. If he keeps it up, and, and he's been dynamite. 18 touchdowns heading it, uh, these last five ball games. He had 21 coming into this one. And, and now, uh, you know, he, of course, has uh, added to that that uh, that uh, stat. And, and so if he keeps this up, yeah, I, I don't see why he shouldn't be invited. And he was on the Heisman list a few years ago before he went down with his knee injury. And the team went on to win a national title. So, yeah, he's got to be in the conversation. A lot of guys uh, made some noise. And and how about Arizona? And and I picked against my man Rich Rod, but they just keep rolling uh, with this Khalil Tate. This guy is phenomenal. Uh, over 100 yards rushing each and every week. Of course, he jumped on the scene with that win at Colorado with over 300 yards rushing, and and they just cannot stop this young man. He has these breakaway runs in, in each and every ball game. So they post what, 58 on, on Washington State? Uh, and then USC bounces back versus Arizona State in a, in a big way. Uh, there was some just damn good football this past weekend. Yeah, it was overwhelming. It, I mean, it, it was. It really wasn't. Even you know, the early, the 12 o'clock window was kind of, uh, like, I just couldn't get into Wisconsin, Illinois. You couldn't get in, well, Oklahoma. it's Illinois. Yeah. But you, you couldn't get into the Texas and Baylor, man? Come on. No, I didn't. Uh, but let's let's talk about your boy, Tom Herman who I think tried to diplomatically, but still, I just wonder if this is a, a fight you want to fight, kind of calling out the Texas students uh, for not being in their seats and being loud and rowdy soon enough. But um, it is currently Texas football, and he did acknowledge we need to win more and give you a reason to show up. But Duh. it was also Baylor, right. and it was, a, it was an 11 a.m. kick, too. I mean, right. that's asking a lot for college kids, but it also wasn't just Saturday. Um, but I just always get nervous when coaches complain about attendance because while it might be valid, it just seems cheap to me and it can put you in a place you don't want to be in. Well, but he did it, and you, we'll you see can, what happens. You control what you need to control, and, and that's on the field. And and so you put a product out there, and I, they, will, they will show up. And and he hasn't done that, and as you stated, he has alluded to that. Well, yeah. just leave it at that. Just leave it at if we win, they'll be there. And uh, he was upset because a week ago you have a top ten Oklahoma State team that comes to Austin, and and uh, there were some a lot of empty seats in the student section. And yeah, you have a top ten team that comes in. You would think uh, everyone would want to see you possibly knock off that team, and they almost did. Uh, 13-10 loss in overtime. Uh, but just control what you can control, and that's winning. And it, trust me, you start winning, they will be there. Uh, last question for Ask Brian you, you, You're down good with these questions. Uh, you should call more often. Who is D'Angelo Palladino? D'Angelo Palladino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stumped. 
D'Angelo Palladino ran for 297 yards and three touchdowns mm-hmm. as Fordham ended oh. Lehigh's. Oh, Fordham! Lehigh hadn't lost a Patriot League game since 2015. Came what? to the Bronx. Our boy Chase Edmonds still out, compromising his what was supposed to be a record-setting senior yeah. season. In steps the young D'Angelo Palladino, 297 and three touches. Wow. 45-35 Rams. It- so he Wally Pip Chase? Yeah, later Chase. Oh man. That was fun while it lasted. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Way to go, D'Angelo Paladino. I hate Lehigh like you hate the Red Sox. Really? Like you hate Oklahoma. I don't have a boomer sooner. What, that's what? just that they've always been annoying. Lehigh. What's the who, what's the mascot? The Mountain for Hawks. The Mountain Hawks. Yeah. You don't like Lehigh Mountain Hawks. And they're in Philly, right? Uh or Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Easton, I think. I don't I don't want to okay. know. But really, hatred for the Mountain Hawks. Yeah. They beat up on Fordham when you were there? Yeah, but this is my, my favorite Dave Clawson story. He was now the head coach at Wake Forest. Right. He was the head coach at Fordham. They had a big win over uh, Louisville. Did. Yeah, Louisville. And what a free fall there, yeah. huh? 42-32. But we're, this is Dave Clawson's first year. Inherited a program that was lost a lot of guys. They didn't win a game. Their own 11 his first year. Had two good running backs. Both were injured, though, for the season finale at Lehigh. Lehigh was good. We're there at Lehigh. He makes the two running backs dress and go through warm-ups, they, there's no way they're playing. It tells us on the radio crew, they're not playing, but I'm putting them out there so Lehigh has to think about it. You cannot tell anybody they're not playing. Well, he was it's at just, Lehigh. It was at, this game was at Lehigh. Lehigh's gonna, the, if there was a line in that game, it was 45 points. Right. Lehigh's giving us 45. He dresses these two running backs to spook Lehigh, which may have maybe made them win by five touchdowns instead mm. of six. I'm like, Coach, I love the confidence. <laughs> But this ain't – you're not spooking them with – you know it's not Barry Sanders you're putting in right, the uniform. Right, They don't care that Kerwin Watson's not playing. <laughs> but that's the cra- – you co- athletes and coaches are insane. Yep, and I would agree with that. that man thought on that day that that was going to make a difference, that maybe was going to help them win. I think the final score was 51 nothing. Oh. If I remember correctly. Ouch. Yeah. But hmm. Dave's rebounded well. Okay. So you hate Lehigh. Hate Lehigh. Wow. Hate him. Okay. 855 It's Gio and Jones on a Monday morning. Bogus in for Gio. Uh, Brian Jones, now a TV star. Yeah, right. Inching towards uh, just having no need for any of us as the star and the, the brand grows now. Into I, I, I need you. I need you to watch. television which you outside didn't do. of the – I did see the beginning of your pregame show, and Zucker called you the better man. Ah, when he intro, yeah, you he did, did see that. You did see that. And your brown jacket this week? That was that was camel. Camel. Okay. Yeah, you weren't you weren't feeling it. No, no, no. I liked it. Oh, uh, I think better than the plum suit. You don't like my plum stuff? Oh, I love the plum. Well, I could wear the camel color. I couldn't wear the plum one, so I think that's why I liked it better. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah you probably couldn't right. pull off the the, the maroon. Uh, let's the burgundy. Get, no, let's get back into the NFL. The Buccaneers stink. Ugh. The Saints have won five in a row. The Saints have won five in a row, but does it matter in the NFC? That's all next at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 when Gio and Jones comes back on CBS Sports Radio. This is the uh, number one song in the Bogus family charts right now. Really? Yeah, my little guy loves this song. Cool. Yeah. How's little guy? Three, almost four. Oh. Thinks this is the coolest song going. I like this song as well. I was jamming this on the way in. But yeah. it now plays incessantly through the World Series. Right. So I'm about to hate it. Overkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're still good with it. Yeah. It's Way to G- go, look at What's the little guy's name? Jake. What's up, Jake? Jake from 
State Farm. Mm. He you know? got he gets mad. Um, like when I was on MLB Network, he like he tries to get my attention on the TV. He thinks I can he can hear me, so he thinks that I can hear him. Uh, like, hey, dad, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, and just so when you got home, what did he say to you? He was upset you, with you. Why didn't you say hello to me, Jake? Yeah. Okay, dog. Yeah. But apparently it's a kid thing. I saw Sam Ponder's daughter doing the same thing because I guess Christian Ponder does college games now. Oh, does he? So she posted a video of her daughter at the TV going, Dad, same thing. So I guess kids uh-huh. think that TV is a two-way. But he's never, he's never tried to talk to Mickey or Doc McStuffins. Right. But he sees me and he tries to talk to me. Hmm. And then gets mad when I don't respond. Hmm. It's sweet. And is a it scary. Is it, Yeah, it's well, scary. Yeah. I don't know about sweet. It's scary. No, it's sweet. Yeah. Kids. Hopefully he gets over it. My daughter is six and she's figured it out. So ah, hopefully there's there you, you go. Know, there's hope for it. Exactly. All right. So um, she doesn't even, probably doesn't even pay attention to you on television, does she? She couldn't care less. Yeah. Could right. not care less. Yeah. That's fine. Wife yeah. too. It's all right. Mm. I know. What's up with that? Your, your wife cares. No, my mother-in-law Mikey, does. Mikey B met your wife yesterday. Yeah. What do you think of Glad? Very sweet. Oh, okay. Very nice. Mm, it's not what he texted us. Huh? It's not what he texted us. It's, yeah, she's overstayed her welcome. <laughs> Mike likes her more than she's, you do. Get back on that plane. Go back to Florida. Uh, speaking of overstaying your welcome, before he does that, Brad's here with your update. All right, guys. Nobody could blame me if you turned off the World Series last night with the Dodgers up 4 nothing and Clayton Kershaw on the mound. But that's when the madness kicked in at Minute Maid Park. The Astros tied the game at 4, only to fall behind again 7-4. to four. Astros tied it again, then led the Dodgers 12-9 going to the ninth. L.A. tied the game, and they went extra innings again. Bregman one for four tonight. First pitch. And Alex lines this in the left center field. That's a base hit. Kershaw around third and coming home. Ethier up with the baseball. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Astros win. Astros 13 win. 13-12 the final in 10. Robert Ford. Astros radio network on the call. A.J. Hinch's club now up three games to two. It's hard to put into words all the, the twists and turns in that game. The emotion. Doing it home in front of our home crowd. Um, just exactly what you expect to come to the park with Keiko and Kershaw pitching. You know, just a just a perfect <laughs> setup game for for a bunch Astros of runs. Astros will go with Justin Verlander on the mound opposite Rich Hill for Game Six in L.A. on Tuesday night. Meanwhile, the Nationals reportedly have their new manager, Cubs bench coach Dave Martinez, and word is Gabe Kapler, the front runner for the Phillies job. Sunday night football, Steelers went into Detroit and beat the Lions twenty to fifteen. Juju Smith Schuster, seven catches, one hundred ninety three yards, including a ninety seven yard touchdown. Russell Wilson, a career high four fifty two through the air, four touchdowns. He had the game winning eighteen yard score to Jimmy Graham with twenty one seconds to go. The Seahawks outscored the Texans in Seattle forty one thirty eight. The guys made plays all night, came up big for us. Um, the line did a great job, giving enough time there at the end there, and just uh, making the making the throws and. Um, you know, it, it was a true testament of our, of our team. Deshaun Watson, what a performance in the loss. 4-0-2 through the air, and he had four touchdowns. The other late game, the Cowboys beat the Redskins in Washington 33-19. Elsewhere, the Eagles 7-1 beat the Niners 33-10. Philly has won six in a row. Saints have won five straight, 20-12 over the Bears. Patriots are 6-2. and two. They topped the Chargers 21-13. It's the Pats and Steelers at 6-2. and two. Time for the best record in the AFC. The Chiefs can join them tonight. They face the Broncos Monday night football in Kansas City. College football, Florida's parting ways with head coach Jim McElwain in the middle of his third season despite back-to-back trips to the SEC championship game. NBA games of note, the Knicks beat the Cavaliers in Cleveland 114-95. Warriors lost to the Pistons 
115-107. Guys? Brad, thanks so much. Uh, here's today's poll question at you and Jones on Twitter. If you were owed a $12.76 million buyout <clears throat> like Jim McElwain is, how much of that would you take after making up death threats, apparently? <laughs> what would you settle for? Uh, half. Yeah? I'd take half. It's owed to me. I Come might, on. Maybe you could mm. get me down to eight. Yeah. And then after that, we might have a real fight. I'd take half. You, you'd want eight? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, half a lot. Just lop a quarter off of it and, and take half. I mean, it's almost 13. So, yeah, I think I'd get down to eight pretty easily if I made up death threats, which it seems like he might have done or manipulated, like, one angry <laughs> blog post <laughs> into a need for security and sympathy. Man, hmm. what a way I'm gonna, to go out. I'm going to say half. Yeah, this is of my own volition. Give me half. And I'm out. I mean, either way, he's winning. Right. And, and living either the American way. dream of getting exactly. paid to not work. Yes. What an amazing I, I thing agree. that is. Yep. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Phone lines open now. We get busy in our third and final hour. Ross Tucker, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Uh, I believe he had Jets-Falcons yesterday on Westwood 1. So we'll break down that game and everything else that went on in Week 8 with Ross to kick off hour number three. We close the show with Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network. More on the Buckeyes, the Nittany Lions, those Badgers, and everything else from Saturday in college football. But sticking with the NFL and the NFC and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I, I was, I am a hard knocks um, pushover. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. go on hard knocks, and you, you're going to win me over, and I'm going to care about you and watch you and think what you can do. Now, before they were on hard knocks, I thought that the Bucks could win the NFC South, could be a force in the NFC I was buying Jameis Winston, like Deshaun Watson. Yep. Then they draft the tight end with Mike Evans. Doug Martin's coming back. And they have just been terrible. I mean, they can't stop anybody. Yeah. They scored three points yesterday against Carolina. And now they're 2-5, and five, four straight losses. Yeah, back-to-back games where the Panthers haven't allowed a, a, a yeah. touchdown. And then you pick off Winston twice there to close out the, the win, and Cam Newton got back to playing uh, well. And, and uh, what he threw two touchdown passes, I believe, one, and no, one for sure to Kelvin Benjamin, and I think McCaffrey got one. But uh, McCaffrey did not score. He did not score. No. Okay. Uh, but uh, this, this I, I'm with you. I, I thought that Cutter, of course, they fired Lovey Smith, and, and they replaced him with Dirk Cutter, and he's done nothing. He was supposed to elevate the play of Jameis Winston. You go out and you sign free agent, a free agent like Deshaun uh, uh, Jackson, and and then you you draft OJ Howard. So you have plenty of uh, uh, ammunition on the offensive side of the ball. Not to mention Mike Evans. You drafted a couple years ago, first rounder, and and yet this offense stinks. They can't do anything defensively. They played better uh, yesterday. You give out seventeen points. It, that's damn good. Right, they've been it, getting it, gashed it, through right, the air, so yeah. that didn't happen. At least. Right, yeah, they 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 played better defensively uh, than they had been playing, and and so now Dirk Cutter, you have to think that he, along with a few other coaches like a Hugh Jackson, uh, maybe even a Marvin Lewis, uh, the, 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 he he can't be too comfortable in his gig because he hasn't fixed this offense. We just talking about McElwain not fixing the Florida offense. Same can be said about Cutter well, in Tampa. He, and he got that job. He got promoted right. from OC because he was doing so well yep. with Jameis. Now he's the mm-hmm. head coach, and Jameis has leveled off, and, mm-hmm. and you know and he's not healthy right now, you'd think. But before that, the issues already began. Now, you mentioned Marvin Lewis. Now, they almost lost to the Colts yesterday. They're losing to the Colts, and then Jacoby Brissett has a tip ball that Carlos Dunlap, I think, actually tipped it and then caught it himself and scored for the go-ahead touchdown. 
There are a couple of throws that Brissett makes in that game, and the and Indy wins. Uh, he had he had T. Y. Hilton open by three steps for a touchdown earlier in that game and underthrew him and let the, the defender get back and break it up. That was a game they could have lost at home to the hapless Colts. They're still technically alive, I guess, behind the Steelers mm-hmm. and the AFC Newark. That they're three and four, right? And Pittsburgh six and two, so they're hanging around. But I, to me, I want the bottom to drop out of this because they just, they just, they need everything new. Marvin's got to go if he's going to go to the front office. That's fine. Right. They just need a new head coach. They just need a new voice. This thing has been done with. Probably should have fired him after last year. The lack of playoff success. There's still the lack of responsibility on the field and the discipline. And the offense is just, I mean, I guess it's been a little better since Laser took over for Zampezi, but it's just not good enough. Well, the D word, you mentioned it, discipline. And again, stupid penalties, personal fouls. Yep. They hurt themselves with these penalties. And, uh, and, and we've seen this time and time again with this football team. No uh, self-awareness whatsoever. Uh, in these moments, and, and that's why they're sitting there three and four, uh, not to mention uh, the getting out of the gate slow offensively. Uh, I, I just don't understand why they, they keep having these self-inflicted wounds. Uh, stop it. What what part of it don't you get that's going to cost you ball games? almost cost, cost you another one yesterday. So uh, who, who knows what's going to happen with, with uh, Marvin Lewis. Uh, Mike Brown is so loyal to this guy, Yeah, and that's fine. It's good to have someone that, in your corner, especially in ownership. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's great uh, to be in that position, but this football team has no discipline whatsoever. Jason Lockhand 4 wrote this yesterday, I think it was him, uh, that if they move Marvin Lewis to the front office, they could hire Hugh Jackson, who presumably will get fired or at least would want to leave Cleveland to come back. Now, maybe things are different for Hugh when he has talented players or more talented players than he does in Cleveland right now. But, I mean, he is – I don't know that he should get a job right away again. Second time around can help guys, but I mean, this has just been a disaster on every single front for right. some of the same reasons. A lack of discipline, um, a lack well, of development. They've completely right. mishandled Kaiser, as everybody saw coming. So I don't even Shouldn't know. Shouldn't have drafted it. Well, I think that the kid too. should have gone back to college, but he didn't. He put his name in the hat and he got drafted. And don't begrudge anyone getting their money, but uh, to overlook the other talents in the draft, and especially Deshaun Watson. Uh, that makes no sense. So they have. It, it's not just Hugh Jackson in that locker room on the field, but it's the front office as well. Uh, they've struggled in that area. And, and as Rich Gannon said a week or so ago, you know, you have baseball guys drafting football players, and and maybe Hugh does go back to Cincinnati uh, because that offense was thriving when he was at the helm. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. You played. Uh, in New Orleans, I saw you mention Jim Mora again yeah, to remind us on Saturday afternoon that you played in the NFL. <laughs> Even though he didn't say that about us. He, That's he true. said we couldn't do diddly-poo, but he said, made the playoffs comments when he was there with the Colts. Now, you want to believe in the Saints who have won 5 Yeah, won, man. Won a game yesterday for the first time in a long time when Drew Brees didn't throw a touchdown How pass? about that? I, I think this defense is growing up. A bunch of young guys out there, but the defense is definitely uh, starting to uh, play much, much better. And, and and what a gruesome, before we continue to laud the, the Saints, a gruesome injury for Zach Miller. And to add insult to injury, to take the touchdown away, clearly that was a touchdown. Were these the same officials that were up here when the Jets were playing the Patriots and they took the touchdown away from Austin Safari and Jenkins? I mean, what was that? That's a damn touchdown! What were they looking at? I mean, 
even if it wasn't a touchdown, I could make the argument that you should have given yeah, him one right. for almost catching it oh. after dislocating his kneecap. Oh, what a gross injury. How do you not say that's a But a it was touchdown. a catch. I mean, he can't. Yeah, he rolled over, and then he put the ball down in pain to check on his dislocated kneecap. It was called a touchdown. And then they took it away. It wasn't even like they did the all oh, the call off the stand thing. I mean, they called the touchdown and they reversed it. And I I don't know anymore. And I know this is this is repetitive and it's sound. I don't get it. I don't understand why this one situation of going to the ground and completing the catch needs like five subsequent things when you can run and put the nose of the football across the first centimeter of the goal line, and that's a touchdown. The play's over. It's over. But this uh, guy's got to do five different things <laughs> and not dislocate his kneecap to get a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, amazing that they took that off the board. But uh, this, as I was saying, this defense, you got rookies, and, and one of the rookies, it was a good weekend for Ohio State because Marshawn Lattimore, a big interception there late in the ball game of a fellow rookie, Mitchell uh, Trubisky of the Bears. And uh, they're, they're, these guys are growing up, and they're playing well back there. Uh, in that secondary and just across the board as far as that defense. I think Eddie Jackson, by the way, in that game stripped. They had, there was two Saint fourth-quarter fumbles right. that kept that game close. Yeah, one of was his buddy, uh, Ingram. Yeah. yeah, Mark Ingram yeah. of the football. Yeah, Alabama on Alabama crime there. Uh, the game of the day, though, yesterday was in Seattle. Mm. Much like Penn State, Ohio yeah. State, for me, it, it completely dominated my attention. Almost nothing for Cowboys and Redskins because I couldn't stop watching Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. So there was that, and there was pregame stuff as well, and postgame stuff as well involving the Texans and Bob McNair, which began after you guys went off the air on Friday. So right, yeah. On that front oh, as well. Oh, loose when we were off the air. We'll do that next on Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> if you still care. Mm. And who is this singing? This is uh, SOS Band, man. This is who? The SOS Band. Uh, Boy, y'all need to get out. I mean, that's the second. I know all the rock groups, classic rock, pop groups, and y'all know nothing about the brothers. No, no, no. And the sisters. I I had Keith Sweat. I had Jodeci. I've got Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh, you were down with that? I can sing Poison, Boys (laughs) to Men. I got you. But you've stumped me on the SOS band and Guy. (laughs) <laughs> guy? That's, really? That's a, that's new to me. Oh man, guy! I the got guys, nothing on that. Guy, the guy from Guy went to Black Street. Black Street was no. after Guy. Black Street, I know. I know. Well, uh, what's his name? The main guy in Black Street was used to be with Guy. I forget his name. He left Guy to go to Black Street. Yeah. Was yeah. there drama? Uh, or did Guy just fade? One in? of the main guys in Guy he was always in trouble or something like that. So yeah. Guy wasn't. Wasn't working. Guy anymore. was three guys. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He wasn't working. But they a, had a hit album. The first album was was Dynamite. If I'm being honest, that's a terrible name for a band. Guy. Guy. Yeah. Come on. Really? Come on. G U I. Marketing genius behind that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So, you guys go off the air on Friday. And it actually, I, I try not, you know, because I was here and I read it while I was here, but I can't remember the exact time. So maybe the story came out while you guys were on the air with the Bob McNair quote, uh, an ESPN story. 
which came from the meetings between owners and players in New York a couple of weeks ago. And maybe there's one today. No one seems to know about that. And Bob McNair said, we can't let the inmates run the prison. Mm-hmm. So everyone read that and freaked out, for the most part, rightfully so. And then he issues a statement through the team apologizing for it, which obviously confirms that he said it, but then said, I, I wasn't talking about our players. I thought that was <laughs> a weird like throwaway I wasn't talking about the Texans. I was talking about the players on the other 31 NFL teams because all of my guys are Saints, and I have no problem with any of my Texans. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but then on Saturday, there's a follow-up statement, and this is after uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Freeman just walked out of the facility and didn't go to practice on Friday after this. There's another statement from McNair explaining that the inmates he was referencing was the league office yeah. who's been doing things without ownership's approval or advice, whatever it may be. Now, I think that's a that's a very intriguing side topic if yeah. he actually was talking about that. Mm-hmm. But we get into now angry players, Dwayne Brown, you know, doubling, tripling down on Bob McNair being somewhat of a, I don't know, talking about how heartbroken he was when Barack Obama was elected president. Um, there was Dwayne Brown also told Pro Football Talk about it post-Donald Sterling that Bob McNair's advice to the players was be careful what you say in private because it may get out, not don't be racist yeah. and don't be a horrible person. It was hide if you're doing something bad. Yeah. Make sure no one's recording it <laughs> and well, might well, blackmail with you, right. blackmail you with it. Yeah, so it, it, it's interesting. And, um, you know, it, it, this is a, a difficult topic because of Bob McNair and all the good he has done, but you right. really don't know people who they really are, their heart, and, until you get in situations like this. And I've always said, and I said it during the Donald Sterling situation, uh, a lot of people who don't like those of color will tolerate black as long as you can help them keep their money in the black. And, and, and we know the makeup of the NFL. We definitely know the makeup of the, the NBA. Uh, it's almost exclusively uh, uh, black and, and NFL is sixty seventy percent uh, as far as its uh, participants. Yeah, and 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 so, yeah, I can understand why those guys were upset. Dwayne Brown now sharing more insight into uh, the dealings of his owner. It's not helping the situation. Definitely not helping uh, Bob McNair, who has apologize profusely a number of times now in front of this club. They still decided to take the tactic, which they uh, showcased yesterday prior to the game versus the Seahawks. So uh, it, in, in one instance, it, it's, it's disheartening uh, that, you know, we're seeing this man for who he really is. And, but in another, it's great. Uh, I think this has been wonderful. You know, the whole time Barack Obama was president, you heard the other side saying, oh, he's divisive and, 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 He's he's not bringing us together. Well, you didn't want to be brought together. And basically what his presidency uh, showed us was there are still a lot of bigots and racists out there. Well, let let me say a couple of things, at least from my perspective, um, on Bob McNair. What we know about him publicly, there's no comparison to Donald Sterling, who's just a horrible, horrible, horrible person that extends back into all his real estate dealings uh, and then what he said uh, on those tapes. So let's just let's take Donald Sterling out of this conversation. Um, I don't know Bob McNair. Never mm-hmm. talked to him. Don't know anybody that knows him that would tell me one way or the other. I, I can't speak to what Bob McNair is or is not. I don't know that what he said 
um, in those meetings makes him a racist. What bothers me is the people who say if you're if you're offended by what he said that you shouldn't be offended because this doesn't make him racist. Now, to me, you if if I can't go one way, you can't go the other. You mm-hmm. can't take that sentence and go. This is he's not racist. You don't know that. Just like I don't know that he is. So let's not even have the racist conversation because that's a really obviously hefty allegation to make. And we have nowhere near any kind of proof to say with certainty. So let's not go that far. Let's just simply focus on the fact that he made a horrible choice of words. Right. And yes, I mean, our, our buddy John Kincaid, our colleague uh, on the weekends here and works in hey, Atlanta. my buddy. Uh, my buddy, John, uh, yeah, John Kincaid, who buddy. was on the air yesterday and was tweeting about this, talking to people as if we, no one knows what that, that metaphor is. Everyone knows what it is. We've right. all used it. But when yeah. you use certain words in certain contexts, they carry heavier weight. So, I mean, let's not even – why are we parsing and, and going into the semantics about what he said? He said inmates run the prison. And, and then to try to – Place it upon the, the the front office, the the, head, the NFL headquarters, those uh, the the commissioner and his team. Uh, yeah, really, uh, you know, call me crazy. Don't call me stupid. Uh, to, I wasn't talking about the player. I was talking about the the the, the commissioner Goodell and, and his team and what yeah. they've been doing. Anytime you like yeah. extend the apology the second time around, I'm not believing the first one. Thank you. Like if you you and and you know to be honest. He's writing those statements, and they're releasing him through the team. He's Bob McNair. He's a billionaire. He's got about probably seven PR people um, on his payroll. They're all sitting in a room. And if if he was talking about owner, like the league office, that would have been in the original apology. Right. And he would have said, I wasn't talking about the players. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Roger Goodell and his cronies, so let's move on. But you didn't say that. And then even when he said it on Saturday, they wrote it so confusingly that people didn't know what he was talking about either because he said it wasn't about the players. It was about, and I should have the, the full thing in there, but he used the word they, and they seemed to connect to owners, not the front office. So people first were like, oh, now he's calling out ownership, but he's not. He's calling out the front office. Yeah. It was so poorly worded and poorly constructed, and you can't add excuses on to your secondary apology. It just doesn't <laughs> work like that. But again, right. what he said, I think, I hope, I assume, was just a very, very poorly timed choice of words. But maybe it does, I think what's and, safer and, to say is it does reflect how he views employees, now, not and, skin color. Right. And, and, and uh, to your, your, you know, your, your buddy is saying you don't know who this man is. Well, Dwayne Brown, who just now knows him back into the fold after his holdout. He's shared with us other anecdotes. Right. So you couple all that together. Right. DeAndre Hopkins knows him. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we can now say with some assurance that uh, this guy is not who you think he is. And these guys work for him. They've been in his company uh, for a while. And, and, and he said these things, and they'll bring, they're bringing those things to light. Uh, that gives you a little bit more insight into who someone is. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he's just a bad a bad boss, a tough boss, because employees don't like their bosses sometimes, and these guys um, argue and bicker and negotiate over millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Brown just had a holdout, and DeAndre Hopkins went home for a day last year because he wanted a new contract, uh, which he didn't get then. Um, and again, we we end up in this place where – we're not talking about the real things. We're arguing over verbiage and lexicon. And then yesterday, people are, you know, and people are, are condemning Hopkins for 
only going home from practice, not skipping a game. If you're really upset, skip a game. And then everybody's kneeling before basically every Texan player kneeled before the game in Seattle yesterday. And we're talking again about people kneeling and what are you doing and what's your message. And now we're not doing this. And we're still not talking about the facts and what people are offended by and what these players are fighting for and what they're kneeling for. Always talking about the the vehicle and the and the, and the, the machinations of it, not what's at the core issue here, that there is disconnect and unhappiness from one group towards another, and it doesn't seem like anyone cares about fixing that, which I, I can't imagine how frustrating that is for those who are trying to fight the fight. Well Ross, said. Ross Tucker, Sirius XM NFL Radio, is next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.